This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. Once again today on our Thanksgiving Eve show. Why don't we celebrate Thanksgiving Eve? We celebrate Christmas Eve. Thanksgiving Eve now? You want to go ahead and have the Thanksgiving Eve? Well, I'm just saying, how come Christmas is the only one that gets the Eve that you celebrate? I mean, really, it's a big dog holiday. We do Easter Eve, do you? But why do you got to muddy it with an, extra, with an extra Eve? And then Halloween really is the Eve. It's All Hallows' Eve, right? Ha- so really it's about like November 1st? All Hallows' Eve is... The it's the night before. I always find that interesting. Really confusing. It's our pre-Thanksgiving Day show. Hopefully you will be enjoying Thanksgiving with your family and friends, maybe even starting this evening and you're home from work or whatever and settling down. And uh, I, I got to say, I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to me is one of my favorite holidays because I think being thankful is the linchpin to everything in our lives. And the, the cornerstone of giving thanks for what we have Makes Thanksgiving to me. Hold on, wait. I'm gonna have to call you out on it. It's, it has nothing to do with being thankful. It's a it's a food holiday. That's the reason Doc likes Thanksgiving. It's all about the I food. Don't know what you're saying? That really hurts me a little bit. That dude, come on. It, I mean, I'm sure you're fine giving thanks for things you're happy yeah, for, I, but really, I mean, the reason why Thanksgiving is so important to you is stuffing your mouth full of a bunch of food. I'll say that I enjoy the food component of Thanksgiving more so than anything else. It's it's one of the stars of the show. How about I say this? Giving thanks and the food, how about their neck and neck? No, how they aren't even close <laughs> to neck and neck. There's like an exponentially more in terms of food. Than okay, maybe it edges thanks. out. Maybe I spend more, maybe, maybe a little out? less time giving Be thanks honest. and a little more on the food. I, I mean, but the thanks this. is real. It's close. Can we disagree that it's close? I don't know if close? you know this or not, but mm. Truth Lives Here is kind of one of the themes of this network. And, had to um, wrap me out, Lacombe, didn't you? Had no, to I'm wrap just me saying, out. Truth yeah, had to la- wrap me out. I was happy to go with it. Yeah, Thanksgiving doesn't work so well as far as the food component for you, does it? No, not so much. I don't eat a lot. I don't eat a lot generally. <clears throat> That's going to make Thanksgiving less in. I mean, I like all the food, but I mean, it's usually like a little bit of turkey. I'll get mm-hmm. a little bit of stuffing, you know, some mashed potatoes. Do you, do, do you at least graze later then I about do, it? I do, yeah. And see, that's how it usually works for me on Thanksgiving is I'll start... When, uh, when they're getting everything ready to, you know, I'm picking at the turkey. Mm-hmm. And my mom is yelling at me to stop picking at the turkey and to wait. But, yeah, I, used to, I, I like to graze. Just eat a little bit all throughout the day. Now, do you like the traditional Thanksgiving meal, the turkey, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes? Is that 
a meal you enjoy. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a meal that I would necessarily think you usually throughout the year, but I do look forward to it at Thanksgiving time. It's it's always good. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole component. Thanksgiving, the food at Thanksgiving, all of it. Start to finish, all the traditional, even some wild cards I love. I don't know why I don't have it more often. I will make turkey occasionally throughout the rest of the year, but I love it so much I, c I could do a whole Thanksgiving meal in, in March, and I just I don't think about it, and I love it. What I love is the, uh, is the Thanksgiving sandwiches. Now, you'll see some restaurants, too, oh. have come out, too, with a, a Thanksgiving sandwich mm -hmm. where they do the I mean, mashed potato, and they put turkey, <clears> and they put stuffing, all of it on a sandwich. That is, that is where it's at for me. Let me turn that up a notch for you. Here's what you do. All right, what you you make that sandwich, right? But mm -hmm. you, you butter the outsides of the bread. Sure. Grill that in a pan. Mm. The grilled Thanksgivings. Did I tell you about making that for my mother-in-law wife last year? No. <laughs> they never had this. I'm like, I'm in there the next day. I'm like, get all the stuff out of the refrigerator, right? I, I start it. setting it all up. I get the pan. I was like, I'm going to make a sandwich. She's like, all right. I start making it. She goes, what are you, what are you, I thought you were making a sandwich. I'm like, I am. It's a grilled Thanksgiving sandwich. I was like, you want one? I don't know. Here, have a bite of this. Oh, wow. Yeah, I want one of those. Mother-in-law. Loved it. So then I had to make them every day until the turkey and stuffing was gone. That was a mistake on my part. Make them for yourself. Don't share them with anybody else or you're going to be the Thanksgiving sandwich guy then. Now, are there any dishes that are part of your <laughs> traditional Thanksgiving meal that might be non-traditional to other people? Something that's unique to the uh, Thompson family? We have kimchi. We have kimchi with our meal, but we have kimchi with every meal because my family is also Korean. But aside from that, no, growing up in whatever, we had the, the standard fare. And we had the, pretty much everything you have on it. Mom made a lot of pies, though, and different types of pies. So we do stuff like that, primarily pumpkin and apple. But there'd be a wild card now and then. Hmm. You know, more like a chocolate or something. But, yeah, nothing really weird. What about yours? Anybody? Uh, nothing too out of the ordinary. <laughs> One thing that's a little unique, too, is my grandma uh, always makes this... Uh, this green jello kind of salad. Oh, too. it's the old it's, people thing. I yeah. know what you're talking Here's about. Here's the deal, yeah. though. I have never <laughs> liked that. I have never, I've, I have a little bit every year, too. It's never tasted good. And what is it? Explain a little bit more what's in this thing. It's a, it's a, a kind of an airy type jello. So it's like jello mixed with like whipped cream and it's got nuts and like uh, uh, chopped up. Is uh, that ambrosia? Is that what you call that stuff? Is, is that, that ambrosia? the ambrosia with it? Anybody? Sure. It's got like grapes in it and stuff. So Does it also have marshmallows? Marshmallows, I'm sure. Yeah, that's that stuff. That's that uh, jello dessert. I'm not a fan at mm -hmm. all of it, too, and, and my grandma knows this, too, so I never eat it, but there was one year last time I'd, I'd gone to their house for Thanksgiving, it wasn't there. I was like, where's the, where's the green jelly? You don't like stuff? it. Like, well, I know, but it's, it's part of Thanksgiving, you know? I remember seeing it. Like, it's part so of she's it. got a slave, so something no, could I, sit on the table no, I for like you. to see it on the table, though, because it reminds me that it's Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving unless Pretty it's selfish, that Lacombe. nasty green Pretty selfish ambrosia. of you, making your grandmother work for this. And for you to poo-poo this dish that was served, at the first Thanksgiving, no, I don't. When it was served, when no, they, they, they the, had Jello and the, the marshmallows, Jello ambrosia salad was not part of the first Thanksgiving. Are you sure? I think the Pilgrims brought that. That was their contribution. No, Actually, you know how you know it wasn't? Because hmm. they were friends. <laughs> <laughs> the Pilgrims. Because anybody bringing that, not going to be good. No. They would have probably run them through. Now, my mom likes that stuff too. That is, any of those, those Jello salads? No, it's wrong. The best you're going to get with any dessert of Jello is. That's the best you can hope for. Well, and here's the thing with Jello. You know what I like? Uh, Jello is, is just Jello. Jello actually works pretty good it just does, by but itself. Is is Jello good or just like a? Eh. Uh, th there are times in which Jello really hits the spot, though. You mean like when you're in the hospital and that's all you can have? No, there's certain it's, times. I think that's probably more of a, of a texture thing spot. than anything what else. What spot is it hitting? I don't know what spot's in you that it's hitting. Well, and again, at best, it is a one to ten. It for me, Jello best day. 
Oh, probably like a four on on. Average. That's what I'm saying. So at best, Jello's a okay. You know. There are times in which Jello is all right, though. When you know, and see, here it is too. Like it's not. It isn't usually overly sweet too. I'm not a huge fan of like just real punch you in your mouth type sweet things, like uh, big things of ice cream or pies or cakes <coughs> like that. But you know what? A nice little like. What I do is I bite a cup Jello type things too. I don't ever usually make it in, like big bowl, but occasionally those last six months in the fridge or whatever, I'll have. <laughs> Jello. Jello in the I just leave them in there in case I ever no, need and, it. Dude, in I, case of emergency, break glass and eat Jello. I do sometimes. Do the same thing with like a like butterscotch pudding. I don't eat butterscotch pudding every day, but you know it's nice to know it's there if I want one. Wait a minute, you're talking two different things here. Pudding is very different. Pudding is actually good. You could actually have a good pudding meal. That's Jello different. cups and pudding cups, though. You know, because they last. Okay, the but you life. with me? Pudding is actually good at times. Pudding is. You ever do the cooked pudding? You ever actually uh, cook pudding? Make okay. it vanilla, whatever. Oh, actually, do it on the pudding? stove. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man, that's some good stuff. Last time I made it, though, I didn't let it boil enough, and then it was too soft. That's that's horrible. But um, any odd um, Thanksgiving traditions? Do you have your family have anything uh, other than that? Uh, usually, the I guess the closest thing to an odd Thanksgiving tradition is we all usually will play uh, play a card game like Uno and fight with each other for several hours. Oh, there are a couple other games. In fact, there's quarters, <laughs> thumpers, <laughs> not quarters. That's usually, beer pong. That's grandma. usually in the evening. We'll go beer pong with Grammy. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's your turn to drink. Drink it. It went in. Have you ever heard of the uh, of a board game called Wahoo, played with marbles on like a wooden type? This is a very southern thing. Mm -hmm. Anybody yeah. here in the studio ever heard of? Yeah, it's a very southern type thing. It's um, nobody's heard of it. Everyone uh, said no. They said I guess crazy. the closest. <laughs> Oh, we got some nods. Chinese no, checkers? Uh, no, the closest thing you'd be able to uh, compare it to is, uh, do you remember the old, uh, I think Milton Bradley game, Sorry, when you'd have to go around, yeah, 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 around yeah. the course, and if you land on someone else's piece, <laughs> mm -hmm. it sends them back through. Kind of similar to that. But you have to get your pieces all the way around. So it's around. like backgammon then? No, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Sorry. But you have to get your pieces all the way around the triangle and then back into... Like home oh, okay, so you go around then, so it's like Parcheesi is what you're saying. No, it's not, it's not like Parcheesi. It's like Sorry. Oh, okay. But yeah, that was a big game too. Um, my grandma. So is it like Mastermind? We have to guess. No, the... there's no guessing. It's okay. you're rolling a dice. I'm and just trying to figure things. it out for it. So there's dice in it. So there's it's like dice. Monopoly then. It's not like Monopoly. Does Monopoly have dice? Monopoly has dice. Okay, well then it's like Monopoly. It's, I guess whatever. It's like craps either. What uh, about you? Any, any odd things? You no, know, just uh, the usual yelling and people fighting with each other, and uh, you know, just the usual headaches. <laughs> Pretty much it in my family. However. Um, there was one particularly bad Thanksgiving I had as a kid. Did I ever tell you about Thanksgiving of going to the store for my mom? Yeah, remember, this is, picture it, Sicily, 1932. No, picture it, it's, uh, let's say 1979, 80-something like that. I'm 9, 10 years old or whatever. And there's no stores open back in the day. Every once in a while you'd have a town, I would have like a little convenience store, maybe open for a couple of hours on Thanksgiving in case you forgot something. But most of the time... There were never any real grocery you stores open. You had to shop in the day before. And Absolutely, you're not shop at all. and you probably want to stop for that because the day before everyone's doing it, it's going to be crazy. So my mom's like, I forgot the uh, the sherbet. Got to have the sherbet. She had to have sherbet, Skip. Sherbet on Thanksgiving. I didn't know that was a traditional Thanksgiving. She was making something with sherbet. It wasn't traditional, but I think she was making punch or something. People were coming over. Whatever it was, she had to have sherbet. Go get the sherbet. We have to have sherbet. What kind of orange sherbet? Fine. So I go to the store. Somebody drives me. My sister or my dad. Somebody. So I go in for the sherbet. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And there's this long line in the little convenience store or whatever. So I'm taking my time, you know, just, to, you know, dilly-dallying because I know I'm not going to get up there anyways. And I open the big freezer door to get the sherbet. And I lean down to get it. It's way in the back like this. And I look up and right in front of me, directly in front of me. A snake. Was it a snake? No. Was the frozen rack. 
It had a kind of little front to it inside the cooler. Damn. The icy frozen uh -oh. rack. And at 10 years old, an icy frozen rack right here. Skip, what do you want to do with it that? It means only one thing. What's that? You have to put your tongue on yes, you do. icy rack. You got to do it. How'd and that work out for you? Not well, not well. I tore the skin off of my tongue hours before we ate Thanksgiving dinner. Couldn't taste anything. I'm smart. Really, really bad. And, uh, you know, it's the, the equivalent of um, Christmas, Christmas story, story yeah. where you put on the tongue. I'd never done that. I didn't know anybody did that. And I panicked because I was like, my so tongue's not going to Immediately thing. rip it away. That was bad, man. That was now, really did, rough. Now, was there was a little blood involved? Not in the freezer. Okay. But, yeah, a couple minutes later. So then I'm like, okay, what am I going to do here? And my mom was like, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mom. That thanks sounds for like your, Mrs. Thompson. Thanks yeah. for your moral support. Everyone's like, this tastes so good. And I was like, I have no idea how it tastes. This is really, really bad. So that was Thanksgiving morning, let's say, 1979-ish. Yeah. That's fun. Did you ever miss any holidays? Did you ever weigh any holidays? Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, in fact, since, uh, since you and I have been traveling and doing uh, Oh, shows. so you blame me now for Okay, I'm so I'm responsible for you being away on holidays. Uh, before okay. I packed okay. up my life and moved to Detroit, I was always home on Thanksgiving. That wasn't always the case now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you call? Do you try to get back? Is that I what do, it is? yeah. I do a little FaceTime maybe with the family, and yeah, it's always nice. But at least, uh, at least a Christmas or a uh, Thanksgiving, I've always been at home for at least one of those. Skip and I will uh, engage you on the Twitter, so please follow at Doc Thompson Show and at Skip Lacombe. At Doc Thompson Show and at Skip Lacombe. We're pretty good about following with you. Immediately following this broadcast, we will be hopping in the car and driving back to Bentonville, Arkansas, where we are from. That's where we live now. And we, of course, are broadcasting in Dallas, Texas for Mercury Studios here. So we'll drive up there about six hours or so. And then uh, we're going to take care of a little business we have there. And then I hop in the car again and drive to Ohio to spend Thanksgiving with my family. I have to pick up my wife in, in uh, Bentonville, Arkansas. And then you're hopping in the car and going to? Albuquerque, New Mexico, about a 12-hour drive from <coughs> Bentonville. So it's going to be a uh, long. It'll be overnight, so I hopefully we'll... Uh, be able to get there in time. Yeah, we'll be there. It'll be fine. But I say this because if you are also traveling, pay attention to Twitter here and there, not while you're driving, and uh, we'll engage with you and give you little updates of where we are along the way, and uh, maybe look out for us because we're going to be pretty tired, something like that. And uh, a lot of people travel. And this I want to see busiest. And I want to see tweets of uh, what you guys are going to be eating over Thanksgiving too. I'm sure I'll, I'll post some pictures of uh, the grub we'll be eating, and I'm sure Doc will do the same. Yeah, go ahead and post them out. You can do the the, the regular stuff you do if you got the uh, the turkey dinner and the mashed potatoes and everything that goes with it. That's cool. That's fine. But especially anything out or anything particularly good, because I really like when they do. Uh, have, have you had anybody that makes turkey and you do anything different with it, like you put a glaze on it? Uh, I've had a deep fried turkey. Deep fried turkeys are good. Tremendous. Um, I went to a family member's house one time. They put like a um, it's like kind of an orangey or a sweet glaze on it. Okay, it was yeah. awesome as well. So yeah, send those to us just on Twitter at Doc Thompson Show and at Skip Lacombe and we will engage with you. Uh, coming up later this evening, we're going to be pinch hitting for Joe Pags on his national radio broadcast. So you can join us there, there for that as well. We do that from Bentonville before we take off. Doc and Skip pinch hitting for Pat and Stu. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for?
a disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. Doc and Skip in for Pat and Stu. Thanks for joining us uh, pre-Thanksgiving here. One of the things I find really sad is, and we talk about a lot of important issues day in and day out on this network, on our radio, morning radio broadcast, which, by the way, you can listen to anytime. You can get any of the past shows just by going to theblaze.com slash doc. And skip. Theblaze.com slash doc or doc and skip. Either one will get you there. We talk about all the crazy things going on in the world. Now the younger generation, they don't know what's going on. But one of the things I find really sad about millennials and younger generation is they don't have the same commitment or passion the commitment is, comes from a lack of passion about traditions. They don't understand traditions or the significant. And, and Thanksgiving is a perfect example. I saw a statistic that they don't even have the same passions when it comes to Thanksgiving about turkey. I mean, that's, if you say Thanksgiving, word association, Thanksgiving, turkey, that's what everybody's going to say, right? No, you may get a few variations of that, but if you say word association, ready, go, Thanksgiving, turkey. Well, a lot of people have a bunch of different little segments, and they'll add something, or they'll take something out. Yeah, we don't really do the green bean casserole. We do this, uh, this rice pilaf that we've just always had. But generally speaking, a turkey really is the cornerstone of a Thanksgiving. I mean, so much so that, the, I mean, the president, every single year, pardons a turkey for Thanksgiving. I mean, it's so ingrained in what it is and what it means. Right, and I find that a little sad. And it's not just about the turkey, and I don't make too much out of it, but you don't see the same commitment to traditions. And it's not just about the turkey. It's about people doing things for a certain reason. Now, I'm somebody that I hate any type of ritual in your faith or in your, in your everyday life if it doesn't have a meaning, if there's not a passion connected with it. So it's probably good or better that millennials and younger people are saying, well, I'm not going to do this because I don't have a passion about it. I'd rather that be the case than do it and just go through the motions. But why don't they have a passion about it? Why aren't they connected the same way? Is it too many things that distract us, too many things out there, too many options, too many changes in the world? Well, Skip? I think probably is that there is just so many other things competing <clears> for <throat> attention. Right now, millennials, I mean, we're so much more connected, and, uh, and millennials really have been the first group of people who've really grown up with, with an amount of technology that you can have anything you want, whenever you want it, um, at a moment's wow. notice. So I think that's probably a lot part of it, too. Um, but, but again, too, I mean, I, I don't necessarily <laughs> think it's, it's that big of a problem that millennials are less... Um, connected to having turkey on Thanksgiving or even those traditions themselves, too. I think that'll probably come more with age and stuff, too. And I think okay. even, too, as they have kids, they're going to hearken back to uh, uh, things they did when they were children, too. And you want to kind of pass down those experiences. Well, and some, let's say, some traditions are new. At some point, people start new traditions. So you will start your own, and that's fine as well. But there seems to be a little disconnect. I think you're right. I think it comes down to the millennials have grown up and never being denied. I remember when... This would have been in Euclid, Ohio, uh, late 80s or so, when there was a Super Kmart that came in and it was 24 hours. Now, when I was a kid, when I got home from school, if you needed a supply for the next day, you had to get to the store by a certain time. And, you know, certain stores closed early. You want to go, to, you know, look something up. You had to go to the library. You had to get there a certain time. And I remember when the store opened and I had already graduated high school then. And I was like, wait a minute, it's 2 in the morning. I can go in there and buy anything I want? It was just mind-blowing that an entire store that big, I don't mean a convenience store, I mean a store that sold everything like that, was open, equivalent to Walmart. So you get generations that grow up with this stuff, there's a certain lack of, of respect for waiting for something or planning. Does that make sense? Yes, although I will say you are, you are kind of sounding like you're dating yourself in terms of, you know, oh, back in my day, we always had no, turkey. Of course, that's what it is. No, I, I don't mean it that that was I mean, was you are older than Ted Cruz now. Wow, you know what? Again with the no, Ted I'm Cruz just, thing. I'm just saying, I mean, Ted Cruz is a certain age. You're 
older than Why Ted Cruz. Why are you Cruz. fascinated that I'm, I'm older than Ted Cruz? Just, Why is that important to you? I just find it fascinating that you, Doc Thompson, are older than GOP presidential candidate Ted Cruz. So you're saying Ted is old and I'm older? Is that the point you're trying to make? Or Okay. Pr okay. Pr pretty much. I mean, I... No, my point is not to sound old with that. I'm just saying there is a little bit of a disconnect. Some of it... Not necessarily bad. Some of it I do think is a little bit sad. If you have everything you could want at any time you want it, then there isn't a respect for not being able to get it. You sure. see what I'm saying? No, waiting, absolutely. Denying absolutely. yourself and waiting and spoiling and treating yourself is important. I just find it interesting. Well, but I, I would say the same thing. I think a lot of the baby boomers could have said the same thing about, you know, all these Gen Xers just don't have the same, uh, same respect for the traditions that us baby boomers did, though. I would, every generation is going to say that. That's always going to be the case, and every generation is going to be whatever. I think we've taken a greater jump now, though. I think this is a greater difference between generations than you've seen in the past. And I don't disagree with you, but again, I would say I think that uh, baby boomers would say the same thing about that versus the, the one before them. I'm not sure they would. I'm not so sure they would. But I think about the generations between them, they're about the same. Maybe, could be. Anyways, I find it interesting. Yeah, most um, millennials will not, or, or a lot of them will not serve Turkey. About half of them won't. Certainly, uh, I think it's 44% won't ter serve Turkey exclusively. And about half of them or so will serve healthy options instead of some traditional things. Which, okay, you're, you're somebody that eats healthy. I try to eat healthy because otherwise I'd be 700 pounds. Not that I want to eat healthy. Trust me, I don't want to. I want to eat all the bad stuff. But I recognize I have to stay fit because my wife tells me I have to. And I'm on TV occasionally and stuff like this. So I try to stay thinner rather than fatter. So I would eat unhealthy. But one meal a day or a year... Or a couple of meals a year on a holiday, You're, you have to go the healthy option then? Well, and I think with, with, a lot, with a lot of these millennials, too, I don't even think it's necessarily about trying to necessarily eat healthier. I think a lot of the more millennials, this is just how they eat. They generally will eat more. So healthy. they're nuts. They're stupid then. I'm not denying that. Oh, okay. But, so but again, you're okay I, just, with I, that. I, I don't think that's a, a more of like the millennials trying to like throw caution to or uh, uh, going against tradition. It's just kind of it's become their tradition. Yeah, I give you that or whatever. But seriously, just just put the mashed potatoes in. And by the way, Thanksgiving meal isn't all that unhealthy. The turkey's not that unhealthy. The gravy and mashed potatoes can get a little carby, but not that unhealthy per se. Stuffing a little car, it's just a little carby heavy. I would say. Well, and again, I mean, it it all goes into how you prepare all these things too. I mean, you could, you could take all of those things and make them healthier or significantly That's less true. healthy. All right. I found something really, really interesting when it came to side dishes. And we're going to do some uh, fun Thanksgiving and holiday facts coming up in just a bit. But when it comes to side dishes, um, the, the thing based on uh, the region of the country you live in and what are the most popular side dishes, the most disproportionately consumed side dish by region of the country. I find this fascinating. When it comes to the southeastern part of the country, let's say Mississippi over to the coast and including Florida and then up to and including Kentucky and Virginia, that part of the, the country, the most disproportionately consumed side dish on Thanksgiving, mac and cheese. Skip Lacombe, have you ever had mac and cheese on I don't think I have, actually. And I love mac and cheese. That's the crazy thing. And that's a southern soul foodie thing, so I can understand, but I didn't... I mean, as far as being soul food and Southern, I didn't know that people served mac and cheese in that part of the country on Thanksgiving at I all. I didn't either, no. So disproportionate. Okay. That's interesting. Northeast, squash. Do you guys serve squash on Thanksgiving? No. We don't usually. We have, but we do sweet potatoes. So it's kind of in the same vein, so we do one or, or the other type of thing. But we have at times. Uh, but the Northeast, squash. I don't know why they, that would be that part of the country. The, uh, the uh, Midwest and Great Lakes region... The reason I have trouble with carbs to this day, 
Rolls and biscuits. You do rolls and biscuits at your we house? We do. We do rolls. Yeah, not necessarily biscuits so much, but yeah, rolls have always been a, a major staple of Thanksgiving for me. Wow, that is good stuff. Uh, see, now that, that makes me think I'm surprised that the rest of the country doesn't consume it that much, or that it's so disproportionate to the to the Midwest, the Great Lakes region. We're we're carb eaters. We're bread eaters. There, the more the better. That's that's how it's going to be. You got to pack on the weight during the winter cold, time exactly. for that the cold. Sense. You pack it on. You see uh, Michigan on that too. The UP, they got that up there. Then in the uh, the middle of the uh, country, it's a green bean casserole, which I think has become fairly standard now, though. When I was a kid, there wasn't green bean casserole. Now it's become kind of a standard thing, and we even serve it every once in a while. Do you like the green bean casserole? Um, I do like it, although I have a complaint about the green bean casserole. Is it that it has green beans no, in it? it? No, it's generally prepared with a cream of mushroom soup, and I actually think it is significantly better when prepared with a cream of chicken soup. You don't like mushrooms, though? I don't like mushrooms. But, but you I still think, in spite of that, it would be better with chicken for most people? No, for me. Oh, I'm, do you I'm, think I'm other people would, though, or are you just talking personally? Um, I like the, I mean, it's, it's personal for me. I like the flavor better. I mean, I, I don't enjoy mm. the flavor, texture mm. of mushrooms, but, um, yeah, that's just my, my personal thing. Disproportionately consume side dish by reason of the country. When you get to Louisiana and Texas, Oklahoma and Arkansas, it is cornbread. We don't usually have cornbread. Again, more of a southern thing or whatever, but we that makes sense. We did have cornbread occasionally. It wasn't necessarily a staple, but it was usually around. And then one of the oddest things I've ever seen when it comes to holiday meal, salad for the West. Dispar all right, so Who is crazy. serving salads at all? California is tipping the, tipping the weight. You on think that, that's think, screwing? Yeah. Okay, so you're saying the people in Utah and New Mexico, whatever, you're being thrown off by California here. Is that exactly. what you're saying? Well, it also includes Hawaii and Alaska, too, which I find interesting. That enjoys salad. I don't, I mean, okay, I guess a salad goes with every meal and you could do this, but who's serving salad at Thanksgiving meal? There are so many other options. If you serve salad at a meal, is anybody going to eat the salad? Is anybody going to eat it at your house? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't want to waste that. I'm going to go get a How much fun. other good food there is? You know, I got a lot of food I could eat. I'm what does it matter stuff. with you? You're serving salad. Don't do it. Don't waste the time. Just have the turkey. Have the squash, the mashed potatoes, whatever. Salad, what are you doing? Don't do that. Doing it wrong, California. All right, we're going to get to uh, some fun, interesting Thanksgiving and holiday facts coming up after this break on Pat and Stew. Doc and Skip in for him today. Kippen for Pat and Stu. Thanks for joining us. It's, uh, it's interesting to see the way politics plays out. And I say this, I mean specifically around the holidays and Thanksgiving dinner, because likely you're going to sit down at Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. Your family and friends will be there. Is everybody that comes over that you interact with of like mind? Is everybody at your house of like mind? Uh, yeah, <coughs> generally speaking, although we'll probably have a fairly small celebration okay. this year. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think most of the people are, unless we did a we have to expand to a, to a pretty large family ring to start getting people with uh, real dissenting of opinions. Yeah, mine as well. It'd have to be like extended family or whatever. And I have a fairly big family. I have uh, four siblings and all their kids and my folks or whatever and different combinations get together. But it's going to be pretty much like-minded. And my family is such, um, uh, what's, that, what's the word I'm looking for? Jerks. That um, if anybody was not like-minded, it would probably turn into pretty ugly conversation. No, There's going to be some serious debate. Yeah, they just wouldn't wouldn't show up to dinner probably. Yeah, I mean there'd be a lot of verbal arm wrestling. Go, oh, okay, great. It'd be like a lot of that stuff going on. 
Breaking um, plates and throwing glasses. Yeah, but I do get invited to other people's house, friends, and then they have friends, and they're like, whatever. So I just kind of zip it. Don't say a whole lot or whatever. If you, uh, if any of the presidential candidates showed up at your house, Skip, which one would be most likely to ruin Thanksgiving dinner uh, at your family's celebration? Jeb Bush. <clears throat> probably Jeb Bush. Is that for uh, the Democrats or is that the, just for Republicans? Oh, that's just for Republicans. Although if you include them all, probably uh, you know, mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, those would all be bad. And, and I, I say this ruin because they've, they took a survey. Which candidate showing up would be most likely to ruin Thanksgiving dinner at your house? Ruin is a, is a tricky one. Ruin, um, Bernie Sanders showing up, if we got into a verbal debate or Hillary Clinton, it would, it would be so horrible. It would be so much. <laughs> the things people would say to Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders, I'm not sure that would ruin it. That may actually, actually make, make it my, better. Yeah. Make it better. So you point. see, I'm struggling with ruin. Okay. Ruin from a traditional sitting around enjoying kumbaya, thankful holiday dinner okay fine there well maybe this is a bad question for for people like you and i who are in the industry and would probably find a lot more pleasure in talking to some of these people than kicking them in the teeth see that's the thing mm -hmm. i could enjoy hillary clinton showing up to thanksgiving dinner even if i didn't have a record of it just to be able to tell you the story so she shows up and dot 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 right she walks in and my dad says <laughs> dot 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 oh my golly just to see my father as hillary clinton walked in priceless Priceless. I would pay big money for that. I wish she really would show up. Hillary, you're invited over. Seriously, come on over. It'll be good food. You're welcome. It's going to be ugly for you verbally, but we'll break bread with you, sure. Um, Bernie Sanders, same type of thing. But for the Republicans, who would ruin it? Jeb. Because I couldn't even hate on Jeb enough to make it awful. Like, I couldn't even just yell at him. It would just be, look at this dolt. Well, and here's my problem with Jeb Bush coming, is that my grandmother is uh, still a big George W. Bush fan. Oh, still likes the Bush hell. family. So, so you'd so have to hear. Having to, having to uh, try to counter her defense of uh, George W. Bush and H.W. Bush even, too, Horrible. Would, be, would be the most difficult thing for me. Because then I wouldn't even necessarily be attacking Jeb. I'd have to be going after my grandmother, which I just don't want. Who would be the most enjoyable to sit down that you think could, could add to your celebration in a positive sort of way? Uh, probably Ted Cruz. Again, that's just my bias <laughs> that he's, he's probably my candidate that I like the most of the people that are mm. out there. Ted Cruz would probably benefit, would be, be good. Ben Carson, I think, would be a great conversation. Uh, Donald Trump, I'm not voting for Donald, but I think he would be Fascinating. fun. I think he'd be fascinating. I think he'd be a good guest. I mean, he's ego-driven or whatever. I think he'd be okay. Um, I'm trying to think of the other. Carly Fiorina, I think, could be interesting. Rand Paul would probably bring along Aqua Buddha, too. So, so yeah, you're going to eat be, a lot more. It's going to be, be really fun. enjoyable. I think Rand would be okay, guess. Yeah, I actually do th I think so, too. <coughs> I, I have my serious, serious problems with Rand based off of his policies. And ooh, person, ooh. Mm, no. Oh, no. I know who you're Where, who am I thinking? Chris Christie. Yes, you Nobody's do Nobody's going to eat if Chris Christie comes. No, that's really bad. Wow. That's, get in line first, let me tell you. That's what I'm saying. That's going to be bad for you. No, no, there was only one pie. Why? No, there's no more out on the back porch. Why would, why would you ask, Mr. Cruz, Governor? Why? Yeah, that's going to be bad for you. Don't get in line. I feel like Bobby Jindal would just, like, stand in the corner. Let me think about that. He would, but I think he would never stop talking politics. I think some of the other ones would actually be able to, like, hey, welcome to Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump would never stop talking about himself. But, um, yeah, I think Jindal would be like, and here's what we did in Louisiana.
And I like Bobby Jindal, but I think that's what it'd be like. Marco Rubio, I think, would also be an, an, an interesting guest. <laughs> I do think, think he's a, a smart guy. You know, I mean, again, he's, he's off of our list mm. based off of his flip-flops on immigration, but I think he'd be a good dinner guest. Interesting. According to uh, a recent poll, 46% think that Donald Trump would be the candidate most likely to ruin Thanksgiving as all of the other candidates combined. Would he really ruin it? See, and again, I think that that's, that's kind of confusing <coughs> when we talk about the, rude, the word ruin Well, itself. let's assume they mean make it bad that it would just take the whole thing down. It would just not be a traditional, fun, thankful, um, kumbaya Thanksgiving time. See, I don't know. I, I, I disagree with that. I think Trump would be at the very least entertaining, would at least be fun. I think he would be fun, and I think, I think he has some of those. Okay, even somebody who has been completely off of Donald Trump, like a Glenn Beck, and I can't speak for Glenn. He's completely off of Trump. I mean, I'm not voting for him, but I can see some value he has. Do you think he would ruin Glenn Beck's... No, again, too, but again, I think this comes more from, from Glenn being who he is and being able to challenge him or have, have a more informed conversation with him. Let's say they didn't talk politics at all. Nothing politics, nothing about the race, just about life in general and what's going on. Not even too current eventy. Not even, oh, the, the plane went down, the turkey shot the plane down in Russia, whatever. None of that stuff. They just talked about life and family and values. Maybe even you heard about his past. So tell me about your childhood. Mm -hmm. Things like this. We know if Trump comes over, there's going to be one thing you're talking about more than anything else, though. What's that? Trump. I'm sorry? Trump is the only topic of conversation is Trump and how I made all this money and how I'm so awesome. Yeah, but after you got done talking about that, what are you going to talk then about? Then you talk about Trump for a while. Yeah, but if I'm with you, Mr. Trump, Trump, and then we talk... It's Trump all the time. Yeah, but then we get to, eventually, after we move on from that, we get to... Trump. Okay, I just wanted to be... <laughs> right, whatever. About 22% say that Hillary Clinton would ruin Thanksgiving dinner. So they're including both Democrats and Republicans. Hillary Clinton ruins it? Assuming ruin means just, again, not positive kumbaya. Um, is worse than Donald Trump? He was 46% say that. 22 say Hillary. So, I mean, more people would prefer to have Hillary Clinton at their Thanksgiving table than Donald Trump? Just looking across the table at her. Isn't that going to make it worse? I'd lose my appetite for sure. Uh, Bernie Sanders, 7%. These are big jumps down. Uh, then Jeb Bush, Ben Carson, and 6% would be most likely to ruin Thanksgiving dinner. Ted Cruz, 4 Marco Rubio, 1%. What if you could equate that anything to, to the campaign? Does that mean anything, their favorability? Is, that, is it about no, I, favorability? I, it definitely comes down to favorability. <clears throat> Not so for than, us, though. More, no, 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 no. Because, again, th that's why this is kind of a difficult question for us. But, yeah, of course it comes down to favorability of these people. These people aren't going to want people at their Thanksgiving dinner whom they don't find favorable. Um, ergo, on the other side of it, people who they would want over would generally be people they find favorable. You know what? I'll be aside, though. Even if, even if, I, if Hillary Clinton came over... And, I mean, I was at some point, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak frankly to her. I'm going I'm to tell her my opinions about some stuff. Mm -hmm. But I would sit down and hear her out. I would, I would engage her in a, in a lighthearted, you're welcome to dinner. I, I appreciate my fellow man. I'm, that's my Christian values. In, in a me. civilized debate. In a civilized though. debate. And, listen, I could even talk to her about non-political things. Or I mean, I still have some serious issues. I mean, Benghazi is, you know, and some other things out there. But I could do that. I mean... I can do my Christian duty or whatever and, and would still find it fascinating, but that's not what most people mean in this survey. Yeah. That's not what they mean. Now, which candidate, uh, presidential candidate, would you most like to have over for dinner? Um, Clinton wins out 
18% for Carson, 17 for Trump, 11 for Sanders, 8 for Cruz, 6 for each of Bush and Rubio. Well, should we talk about favorability rating? I find that interesting, too, that of the Republicans, Trump has been leading since the beginning. But in terms of who you would want at your Thanksgiving dinner, more people would say Ben Carson. So, so wait a minute. So what does that say about the people that are, are supporting Donald Trump? They don't like him. They do not is. think he's a good person. They don't want to talk to him. They don't want to engage in him. Why are they backing him? Because they want him to stick it to D.C. It's the people that say they want to burn it down and start new. They want somebody who's going to be a thorn in the side of the uh, machine that is D.C. politics. In other it's not about likability. Like In terms of that, the support of it is, I think this poll is about likability, which is why you see Trump is not at the top there. And you know what? Likability is a huge factor when it comes to voting for candidates. This is a little bit of the Donald Trump factor. The likability thing is less significant because they want somebody to go there and crush D.C. They want the outsider. That's really interesting stuff. Use those stats. Don't forget, it's a good copy, uh, topic of conversation if you don't mind talking politics at your Thanksgiving meal. Feel free to use that. Don't forget to engage with us at Doc Thompson Show and at Skip Lacombe on Twitter. We'll try to tweet with you when we pull over, not texting while driving and uh, engage with you and send you some pictures of what we're having for Thanksgiving as well tomorrow. along with Skip Lacombe. Thanks for joining us. Pre-Thanksgiving, just talking about holidays, kind of a, a lighter day. There's enough bad going on in the world all the time. You're going to hear all about that. So just talking a little bit about the holidays and sharing some traditions and some thoughts and opinions, even some holiday facts that you can use to discuss things around the dinner table. Skip and I, a lot of times on our radio broadcast prior to holidays, we'll give you some interesting things to discuss so you don't have to talk politics. We've got some holiday facts coming up that uh, we'll share with you. Because you may not want to do battle with people and they start bringing up things that you know your blood pressure is going to do this. You can quickly change the subject and say, hey, most people do this, people don't do that. For example, um, by a 17 to 1 margin, people say stuffing over dressing. Did you know that? 17 to 1? It's not even close. 17 now to 1. Now that surprises me. I, I, I would say it's probably not surprising that people would say it more often, but I wouldn't think it would be to that yeah. level. I've always said both, but I do lead with stuffing. It's yeah, interesting yeah, I think I say stuffing, even though, and I think the distinction is, I mean, stuffing is uh, stuffed within the bird, whereas mm -hmm. dressing would be like baked in a dish and then dressed to the bird. Right, but and, th and that makes sense to me, whatever. I just, but there's one of those interesting facts. So as people are starting to talk. To one, though. Wow. Exactly. Like I said, if you want to engage with politics and say most people would not want to have Donald Trump over for he'd be the one most likely to ruin of all presidential candidates your holiday meal you may not want to talk politics you know where that's going so you bring up little factoids like that just as an example I wonder what Donald Trump calls it uh, Trump he calls it Trump. Everything's it's Trump. Trump's name's on everything. Do you want some more Trumping with your Trump? <laughs> I'm sure that's it. Um, one holiday tradition that I hate this pains me more than it should. I'm admitting right up this should not bother me as much as it does but I hate it. It is a nonsensical holiday tradition, which nobody has a passion about, but they continue it because it's a D.C. spectacle. Do you know where I'm going, Skip Lacombe? Do. do you know where I'm going? What is it? It's the tradition <clears throat> of pardoning the Thanksgiving turkey, I'm sure. I hate this so much. This little pomp and circumstance. The president comes out, and he's going to pardon the turkeys. They get these two live turkeys. 
They give them little cutesy names like drumstick and wing or uh, mashed potatoes and gravy or pumpkin and apple, right? This is what they name them. They give them little things that they're food or Thanksgiving or pilgrim or Indian. Well, you can't say Indian now. Oh, no. Pilgrim and Native Indian American, American something you. like that. And then the president comes out and reads from a decree how he will pardon them. And then they take these turkeys <clears throat> that are big and fat, ready to be slaughtered, and they take them to like a petting zoo or something or a, a turkey rescue farm. Mm -hmm. Now, at that point, what does the president go and do? He then goes <clears throat> back into the White House to consume his Thanksgiving turkey. They didn't pardon that turkey. Exactly. There it is. Now, what would be interesting? Would, here, I, I actually have a proposed solution that would actually make this better. Would you like it better if after they pardoned one of the turkeys, they then took the other turkey in and ate that turkey? As long as one of them gets killed and eaten, well, yeah. That's the thing. It's one of them needs to be right. slaughtered and then consumed by the president. So they, so they do have the one. They've got apple and cupcake here. Okay, apple, you have it's not been, cupcake. Whatever. It's pie or something. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so yeah, apple. In apple the South, gets, it's cornbread and mac and cheese. Exactly. Okay, so we got salad, then we got green right. bean casserole here. Right. And so green bean casserole, go ahead and get the pardon. The official right. presidential pardon uh -huh. sent off to a, a better place to run and grow old. The other one is immediately head chopped <clears> off, <throat> uh, defeathered, cooked, stuffed full of stuffing, and right. eaten. That, I think, would at least make it a little bit better. That would be much better. But here's, I mean, aren't you tired of this? Why does the president do it? Because it makes for a good little sound bite and a fun little Thanksgiving-y thing. I am tired of that phony crap. That turkey is food. Cut their heads off and serve it to the homeless. What are you do? You're paying for this turkey to be kept alive. Or don't raise the turkey for that purpose. Right? What are you going through this BS? So the president gets a photo op. So look, he's this great humanitarian. Then he's going to go in and eat a turkey dinner. And later on, he's going to have a, a hamburger or a hot dog. Well, those aren't real meat. But anyways, they're meat, they're killing cows or pigs or, well, Obama probably wouldn't have pig. But anyways, they're killing these animals anyway. And it's just a photo op. Aren't you tired of this phoniness in D.C.? Here's what I would like to see. <clears throat> and I defer to you. Feel free to tweet at us. Wouldn't you love a president that comes out and says, we're going to do things differently. We're tired of all of this crap we've created here in D.C., we're no longer going to do these silly little things that don't matter just so I get a photo op. I'm not flying around the country pretending I'm a greenie. In fact, I'm not going to fly around the country at all. I'm going to miss a whole lot of stuff in person because we have Skype and email and everything else. And that way I don't waste your tax dollars flying around. And then the president, who has been inaugurated in January, rolls around to his first Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Imagine this. The president comes out and his people go, here's the turkeys for you to pardon. And he says, by executive order, we are lopping their heads off and we're eating these things. And I would like it even more if like Chris Hayes or who's that dude on MSNBC? Oh, what's um, his, um, um, the Rachel, Rachel Maddow. Maddow. Yeah. If that dude were in the audience and were <gasps> horrified as he said it, if I saw their gasps, if they were in the peanut gallery and, oh, what? You're actually going to kill him and not pardon him. I would like it even more. And then he said, and by the way, we're not, we're not going to wait this. And the president <laughs> took the turkey over and lopped its head off right there and began to clean the bird on the White House lawn. If I had a president who could do that, who could kill and clean a turkey, man, I'm already liking this guy. I think Ted Cruz could potentially <clears throat> kill and clean a turkey, right, like on the, in the Rose Garden, you know? I'll do you one better. What's that? The guy who says, I'm going out and killing 
The wild turkey. And I don't mean click, 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 like Ted Kennedy killed wild turkey. I don't mean that. He killed a whole lot of a wild turkey. A whole wild turkey in his day. No, no. I mean go out and hunt a turkey in the wild, shoot it, and then clean it on the White House lawn. Maybe even take a big swick of wild turkey and go, ah, ha, 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 Clean it, put it in the pan, and cook it. That's the guy I want to be president, or gal to be president. Is that too much to ask for in a president? No. Somebody will go out and kill a turkey on Thanksgiving and slaughter it in the Rose Garden? I mean, it's not my, my I don't, first choice. I don't think that's asking too much. No, no, but it's not my first choice of president. You say, what's important in a presidential candidate? That's not number one. But imagine for a moment that's the attitude you had from a president. Wouldn't you appreciate that? Please tweet at me, at Doc Thompson Show. Wouldn't that be something wonderful for a change? First of all, no longer the pomp and circumstance of, we're going to go ahead and pardon uh, Snowflake and, that's always food items, uh, Apple and Pumpkin. We're no longer going to pardon them, but actually kill and clean it. We are going to eat this turkey because that's what it's here for. God has granted us, he has blessed us with this bounty of two giant fat turkeys. I'm going to eat them. I'm going to invite some family and friends over. They're going to eat them. That's what we're going to do. I would love that. I would, my heart would sing. What if they did more of like a, <clears throat> like a, like a turkey-themed Hunger Games where we strap like razor blades, like cockfighting, whatever, okay. let the turkeys go at it, and whoever actually survives, survives. Can I bet on it? Sure, of course. Okay, you, then I would love America, it. It's America. Of course you can bet on it. 27% of Republicans, uh, by 20% margin, Republicans say they disapprove of the president's executive order last year pardoning two Thanksgiving turkeys instead of the customary one. What was the... What did he do last year? Do you remember? What well, he, was so pardoned, he pardoned two of them instead of just the one. That's what people were upset about. They liked the tradition <clears> of <throat> pardoning a turkey. Last year, the president decided to pardon both of them. No, they, they normally pardon both of them. They both... In, in, well, the, the official decree is to only pardon... I mean, neither one of them gets slaughtered, but there's an official oh. one that's always pardoned. Yeah, because they, for decades, as far as I know, they send both yeah, they turkeys... Yeah, they both go to the same turkey ranch. But the official decree this last year... I'm going to go ahead and pardon both of them. Now, do they hate that because he's a Republican or Democrat versus Republican? Yes, that's all that. Because if their guy gets in, they'll be like, oh, isn't that nice? He's soft-hearted and went ahead and pardoned both turkeys, right? That's what they would do. You're weak, America. Your president pardons turkeys and then goes and eats frozen processed ones. You're weak. <laughs> I love myself with that. All right, engage with us on the Twitter. Tell us what you're going to eat tomorrow. Show us your pictures all Thanksgiving as well. It's Doc and Skip in for Pat and Stu of the Blaze TV. We're off. It's Doc and Skip pinch hitting today. Happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully tomorrow you'll have a wonderful Thanksgiving with family and friends, spending some time thinking what you're thankful for and enjoying a great meal. And um, we can we can put some things straight by breaking bread with people and enjoying the bounty that the Lord has blessed us with. Having said that, most of the staff during the commercial break has come up with some pretty twisted things. I simply say we should go ahead and eat what God has given us and stop pardoning turkeys. And they took it to Turkey Thunderdome. <sighs> That they want to see Tina Turner head up a turkey thunderdome with turkeys battling it out. Two turkeys enter. 
one turkey leaves. Here's the deal, though. Now, if, if they did decide to go ahead and put on the pay-per-view no. event turkey dome-type fight, <clears throat> tell me you're not watching it, Doc. I am gonna Tell watch me it. you're not watching. I'm gonna watch it. Turkeys, but only because I need to talk about it on the air. Of course, that would that's be a the only reason. A spectacle you know? to see. Course, they also suggested Turkey Running Man, which would that just be r Running Turkey? Running Turkey, yeah. Running Turkey, so. something like that. Uh, that's that's taking it to a whole different level. I'm simply, and you head them down that road, what with cockfighting? Well, yeah, it's like the Hunger Games, though. <laughs> like 15 turkeys go in, one turkey comes out. So tomorrow, when you get together with family and friends. Ask them if they would prefer to see a president lop off the turkey's head live on TV and clean it on the on the White House lawn. You may have to provide a little background information to that as opposed to just <laughs> so. How are you doing, Aunt Chippy? Okay, by the way, I was Let curious. Let me ask you yeah. something. I've got a question for you. I just throw it out there. If you have any uh, crazy PETA, PETA family members, oh, I'd put that one out that's there. That's good, yeah. That's going to. And, and just tuck that one away and wait for the appropriate moment. Because there'll be a time you could just spring this on them. You can just kind of roll that out. You don't want to just hit them with it. Wait till they start getting all, you know, I'm a vegetarian, so I'll just have the mashed potato sans the gravy. Are there, are there eggs or anything in the mashed potato? Make sure there's nothing in it because I'm a vegan. You know how you can tell a vegan? You won't have to. They'll, 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 they'll tell, tell you, you they're a vegan. Yeah. So if you have that cousin or whatever, you wait till they get all vegany on you that they're doing this because animals, I don't eat anything with eyes. And then as you wipe the, the grease from the turkey drumstick off your mouth, Go ahead and bust out. Let me ask you something. <laughs> but you don't direct it at them. You direct it to somebody else. Like, you don't even know they're there. That'll make them even more indignant then. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that's what become are you saying a, or whatever. a topic of discussion on Thanksgiving. How is this appropriate? That's right. And don't forget to bring up the statistic well, where they have done studies and they say that, uh, that plants can feel pain as well. It's what some scientists have just discovered. So you bust that. I go, well, you're eating the vegetables, right? What, are you going to be one of those crazy people that claim they just eat air? So you bust that out. Now, that's what you do if you want to do battle on Thanksgiving or the holidays if you're a jerk. Like, like, like me. Here, like exactly. me. Thank you. Um, some people I want to do battle. But if you just want to avoid it, here are some fun holiday facts that you can just lob out there to keep people off of talking politics. Now, some of these could head down a political road. They can be twisted by the crazy progressive who's trying to get your goat. By the way, don't bring up goat because that's a little too close to... Muslim and Islam and what they eat in the middle, it's going to take you a different way. But they really want to get your goat. So you just be prepared with another fact and throw it out there. For example, in 1960, the average commercial turkey weighed 16.83 pounds. Today, the average turkey, 81% larger, weighing more than 30 pounds. Now, that is incredible <clears throat> to me. That I mean, over the course of, of what, mm -hmm. 40, 50 years, we've re-engineered the turkey to be 81% more meaty? Well, it's that, and we're just looking for bigger turkeys, too. So it's, it's the twofold. It's that we have a desire to have them bigger, but um, they're also engineering them, breeding them to be bigger and whatnot as well. We're looking for bigger turkeys. Now, you know what's coming. You know what's coming with this, if, that, if, that, if you throw out that statistic. The crazy progressive cousin's going to go, fat Americans. We're all fat. Mm -hmm. You bring that up, that's what's coming. Look at the waste. Look at we eat too much or whatever. Now, you can just sidestep that with another fact, but if you do want to bring up something to do battle, you could say, you know, I disagree with that. <laughs> of course. Wait, right, right, right. Why would you? Why, why you do you disagree like this, you with go, that, You know, I disagree with that. Mm -hmm. And you take a drink and you go, what this says to me is that God has blessed us mm -hmm. with great bounty. Ding! Right, there's one. And then you go, it also shows that America has great wealth. Ding! Right, whatever. 
And we got that wealth by hard work and American values. Ding! Capitalism. Commerce. Ding! You can head down that road and just start checking them off, right? You're going to hit them with how many things there? Well, and anybody that comes out there saying, too, that that's all horrible, that you guys are engineering turkeys and those have gotten so much bigger, think how many turkey lives are saved because of that. Because as the average weight of turkeys increases, the average number of turkeys that are uh, slaughtered every year decreases because you don't need as many when there's more meat. You know what just dawned We're saving that? turkey lives through science. Skip, with that kind of BS that we're throwing out like this now, not that it's untrue, but that you've able to do battle, we need to start renting ourselves out. Ooh. This is what I just dawned on me. We have got to start some sort of program where we will come to your house on the holidays and do battle with your crazy cousin. You don't tell them. You don't tell them. You say, oh, it's my friend Skip, it's my friend Doc. And we're just at the end of the table, ha, and pounce on them. So apparently we are for hire. That's at Doc Thompson's show and <laughs> at Skip Lacombe for myself. It's, yeah, a we'll, it's a little we'll late for Thanksgiving. It's a little late for tomorrow, but available for other parties. Doesn't have to be just holiday parties. And Christmas, we could possibly work something out if there's money. And don't forget, they call me the cleaner. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have any leftovers, I'll take care of that for you, too. So it's kind of a twofold. But you want us to do battle, you get the crazy cousin. Imagine having us over. <laughs> Although between you and I, we're both, I mean, uh, crisscrossing the country, too. We could probably stop in a couple. Stop in something like that. Especially there's a couple bucks. Yeah. You know what we should do? What's that? Skip and I have been working on this campaign to help veterans. Okay, uh, use the hashtag or look it up on Twitter, uh, fix the VA, hashtag fix the VA. And we have a series of video documentaries showing veterans that have been hurt by the failures of the Veterans Administration. And you can watch those and share them with your friends and family tomorrow on Thanksgiving at olavo.us. Five letters, O-L-A-V-O dot U-S. Again, olavo dot U-S. Well, if we want to raise money for veterans, we should do a Doc and Skip come to your house to screw with your family, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, we could come over just if your family was, was cool, too, but if you really want to stick it to somebody and just get into some, some fun debates with people just to you know, Well, I think that's out. more of a service than even us just coming out and hanging out with, with Right, this fans. is a service we're providing, right. Yeah, I mean, this isn't just about, about no, no, us, no. you know. It's a service for you guys. But we don't raise the money for us. We raise the money for MercuryOne.org, who helps a bunch of veterans' causes and stuff, right? They say, hey, we'll pay X number of dollars. We auction that off somehow. How about we split the money with Mercury One? I don't even know you anymore. We'd get a meal. Oh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. As that's long okay. as there's got to be a little, <clears throat> a little something little for the fellows there. Quo, yeah, something quo, help quo, out or whatever. Quid pro quo, I think that yeah. could do well. All right, back to the holiday facts. If you're wanting to change the subject, for the past few years, the number of commercial turkeys raised for meat has decreased as their average weight has continued to climb. As I did point out, too. So, I mean, that's actually helping to save turkey lives by the increased weight. So, when you float out Skip's argument there, remember, you have to have the, the fact that for the past few years, the number of commercial turkeys raised for meat has decreased. We're killing fewer turkeys, but the average weight has continued to climb. Could there also be something saying, because the number of Americans is climbing as well, and the number of people eating turkey has decreased a little bit. Mm -hmm. Does that mean we're inviting more people over to bigger gatherings? Could be, yeah. Absolutely. That may have something to do with it. But anyways, fewer turkeys are dying, so the hell with you, PETA. Um, here's another interesting holiday fact. In 1996, the industry, the turkey industry, provided more than 293 million turkeys with an average weight of 23.65 pounds. Again, 96, 11 years ago. 293 million turkeys, an average weight of 23.65 pounds. Last year, fewer than 237 million turkeys. So from 293 to 237. And uh, the average weight, 
30.39. Fewer birds, more meat. 30 pound turkey, though. I mean, where are people finding these 30 pound turkeys? I mean, oh, you can get to, those things. But I mean, the, the average when you go to the local supermarket, though, I thought it was more around like a 16, 18 type. I always go for over 20 or so because I want those turkey sandwiches and whatnot. That's 20, true. 25, 26. You got to cook them longer than that. But, uh, but yeah. Here's the interesting thing. So in 96, 293 million turkeys. That's the entire year. But most turkeys we know are consumed when? Thanksgiving and then Christmas as a second. A lot of people will do that. Some people also do ham or do both. There weren't three, there was only about 300 million, I think just under 300 million Americans. Total Americans in 1996. Now, how many of those people were children? A good number of them. How many people were spouses? So you're cohabitating, you're going over. There's only 300 million Americans. You, you sold 300 million turkeys. Okay, cut it in half, let's say half of them for Christmas. Good, a few extra for the rest of the year. Still, you're cohabitating, and your kids are eating with you. So one bird is going to feed five, six, whatever people. Often you go to somebody else's houses. They still manage to sell 300 million turkeys. Who's eating the extra turkeys? Where are they, where are they going? Now, does this include turkeys sold throughout the year, too? Or is it, it, says, it says in 96, it said the industry provided 293 million. So yeah, it's got to be. I got to think that's that's throughout the year. Though. Right. I mean, a majority of them obviously are consumed during uh, during Christmas and Thanksgiving. How many turkeys are sold the rest of the year? I would think between Thanksgiving and Christmas, that's got to be 80 some percent. Although I think that our consumption of turkey even outside of Thanksgiving and Christmas has probably increased as people have had a trend to be more healthy. Oh, wait a minute, though. Does this include like turkey uh, cold cuts? You go to the deli? So yeah, no, that's yeah, what I'm saying. That like, does. Out of there, I, I mean, was thinking just whole turkeys like that. Yeah, no, that this, could is, this, this, this okay. is a turkey sold for, and I think this is specifically for commercial use too. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I mean, many of those are going to go to be processed into your cold cuts, and uh, well, and then you got well, we do all the turkey meat that people put in burgers, and uh, in the you know, let's say early '90s, you had that whole sodas and powder thing. Remember, don't eat the fat. It was the pre uh, before the anti-carb craze. It was the anti-fat craze. Mm -hmm. Remember, the, she was a fat woman who lost a bunch of weight, and she cut her hair butch, and it was blonde, spiky stuff. And she's out there, it's about the fat. I'm not familiar. Oh, okay. Anyways, Sorry. it was all about that. So she encouraged eating less fatty meat. So you're going to, yeah, is it powder or power? Powder. Powder. Okay, like powder, you powder your face. Okay. Anyways, so she was saying eat turkey meat in place of beef and everything else. And now a lot of times people will cut, uh, if you have meatballs or something like that, or in stew, you'll... Cut it so you have half turkey or whatever, yeah. turkey burgers or whatever. I wasn't thinking about that. I guess that makes sense. But I just couldn't get beyond the about 300 million Americans and about 300 million turkeys. Interesting facts, by the way. Uh, if you're planning to deep, freeze, uh, deep fry a turkey, you got tons of fires still started by deep fryers. Who doesn't know this at this point? Have you seen the pictures of it? Well, this thing, and I think people who go out and do it the first time, too, a lot of people who are doing it the first time don't do their due diligence and research of figuring out how to do it. Like, they don't realize before you put the oil in, you've got to measure with water to see exactly how much will be displaced by when you put your turkey in. People are still doing them a lot of times in garages or... or, or the garages. Decks. Yeah, I mean, you see an entire garage go up, too, and all you need is that fire to start. I mean, if you don't check the oil, to, uh, the oil uh, um, height on that, too, and if, and if it goes back over, I mean, your entire area is going to go up in, in, in seconds. Well, you're right. It's, it's two things when you're cooking the turkey, and help me out if I'm wrong here, Skip. Number one, it's the displacing of the oil. You put the turkey in, imagine submerging anything in liquid, it displaces it, and it could cause it to go over. So some people are just throwing the bird in going, oh, there's more oil, even if the oil wasn't hot. Then number two, you've got 
oil, when you put anything in it, it's going to bubble some. So that also causes it to boil over a little bit. Then you've got a wet or frozen turkey. I don't think you're supposed to do them frozen, but oh, people yeah. do do frozen. That's going to cause it to bubble even more. So it's not just how much it displaces it. It displaces it when it's hot and something cold and wet gets into this hot oil. Well, absolutely, too, yeah, because the water, I mean, I mean, the cooking of any sort of, uh, of frying, too, is the, is the water inside um, heating up, turning into gas, cooking the meat, and then going out back out through the oil. So, yeah, these are all things, too, that if you are going to go ahead and do your turkey or if you've done a brine or something on it before, you definitely want to be sure to pat it dry before you throw it into 350-degree oil. Um, by the way, what state do you think leads the nation with fires caused by people attempting to, to cook a turkey, deep fry it? If I hadn't seen the state, I would have guessed uh, a southern state. Sorry to stereotype you. I would have said Alabama or West Virginia or something like this. Sorry, guys. But I, 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 would have, I, I saw this already, but I, I would have guessed Texas just based off of population. Really? And it is indeed Texas, too. Yeah, it is, yeah. And it's yeah. not even close, too. It's a, like a two-to-one margin that Texas is uh, uh, a fire, um, fires due to uh, um, deep-frying deep turkey. turkeys than any other state. Yeah, they account for more than any other claim from 2005 to 2012. State Farm received 38 claims for Thanksgiving cooking-related fire damage, followed by Illinois with 27, Pennsylvania and Ohio with 23. More than a third of fire involves uh, garages, decks, or patios, and... You know that's going to be primarily about people with the deep-fried turkeys. Um, you're right. This is based on population, but I wonder adjusting for population if it is disproportionate. Right, Texas is a hugely populated state. Although New York, California, hugely populated state, and you see some less populated states trump them. Yeah, in fact, if you take a look at California, it has nearly 50% more people in it, yet half the number of fires. Although you're going to have more people in California likely cooking a turkey. I would think that's a little more of a southern thing, and you got those people in California that are kind of, you know, wussing it up. And Again, whatever. too, this is California, the uh, state where people eat salad on Thanksgiving. That's a really good point. Hey, uh, we're speaking of uh, the holidays, obviously, Thanksgiving tomorrow, and you're probably going to do some shopping the day after. So let me suggest something to you, and this is really cool. And this is something, by the way, you could suggest to your family as well tomorrow. Tell them about mancrates.com. The holidays are almost here, and if you want to send the absolutely coolest gift to every guy on your list, you need to check out mancrates.com. Mancrates builds and ships the most bragworthy gifts for guys. Everything from personalized barware, even if you put the cowboys on it for some dumb reason. Uh, you got hunting and fishing to exotic meats and delicious jerky. They even have crates to prepare for a zombie apocalypse. These real wooden crates ship with a crowbar, and prying them open is as much fun as seeing what's inside. Isn't that right, Jeffy? He's, he's never going to be able to pull this off. Guys deserve better gifts. This year, forget the ugly ties, sweaters, and cologne, and be a gift-giving hero. Mancrates makes it so easy, and they have a ton of options to choose from, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Take it from me, these are awesome gifts for guys. Go to mancrates.com slash blaze for 10% off your order. That's mancrates.com slash blaze. I hope you appreciate this holiday service. I mean, this is, uh, this, is, this is a little holiday treat for you. We're giving you some information that you can share with your friends and family tomorrow. Maybe even file some of these away for Christmas as well. So you can engage in holiday discussion either and give people the business or just avoid anything political whatsoever. That's a nice service. You're going to want to remember some of these facts. 
Next interesting Thanksgiving slash holiday fact, nearly 47% of Americans will travel at least 50 miles from home for the holidays from later today through Sunday. 47% of Americans travel more than 50 miles. Yeah, 47 million Americans. Or excuse me, 47 million. I guess that, was, uh, that, that makes it a little bit better. I was thinking 47%, that is huge. Half of people? Yeah, 47 million. Although I would have actually thought it'd be higher than 47 million. Let me think about that. I guess, I, I guess the one contributing factor to that is that uh, less than 47 million Americans live more than 50 miles away from their family or their intended destination. So let's say 47 million is roughly 320 million Americans. That's uh, one-seventh or so. Probably right around there. One seventh travel more than 50 miles. The thing that throws off your right, I would think it would be higher, is because how often do you travel alone? Many people travel alone, but many people are also traveling with family members. Yeah. If a husband and wife travel, often you have kids. So it's them traveling plus the little one. So that's going to automatically increase the stress. Now that seems incredibly low. Yeah, I would have thought it'd be more than that. Again, I think that probably just goes back to that most people probably live within 50 miles of where they're going to be having their, their final meal. Right, and that's interesting to me as well. I, Skip and I will both be traveling far more than 50 miles later today. So. I wish I only had 50 miles to drive later. Oh, man, 50 miles sounds wonderful. Yeah, I'm driving from Bentonville, Arkansas to Ohio. Skip Bentonville, Arkansas to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. So if you see us driving down the road, a little hidey-ho. Oh, by the way, something else, just a little yeah. side note. I won't actually be going to Albuquerque <coughs> first. I'm going to Santa Fe first, adding another 45 minutes to an hour onto it. What are you going to Santa Fe for? Because that's where my family's going to be. They can't meet you somewhere and say, hey, we'll stay in Albuquerque this year? You're driving 12 hours? Well, they could, but the, the house wow. that we're staying at is in Santa Fe. So wow, it sounds like a little bit of a fail You're going to a hotel room in Albuquerque? No, I'm just saying. Okay, never mind. It seems like a little bit of a fail. They could have come here, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, they could have. All right. Uh, uh, amid the trimmings, airlines are expected to, to average 65,000 more passengers each day than last year around Thanksgiving. So that would be today, and t I'm sure the airports are swamped right now. Um, tomorrow, less so, but it's much cheaper to travel tomorrow. Not going to do you a whole lot of good at this point, maybe, but uh, travel tomorrow morning, much cheaper. I was looking at fares and considering flying, much, much cheaper. And then flying back, not Monday. Because they got you on Monday. They know a lot of people will wait till Monday. You fly back Tuesday, much, much cheaper. Mm. But it's jacked up. But 65,000 more passengers each day. That's on top of everything else. Yeah, no, and if you have to ever, if you ever traveled to and have to deal with TSA, you know how horrible that is. Imagine going and throwing a 65,000 extra people having to clog up those lines. Oh, jeez, that's horrible. Horrible thinking about that. I'm glad I'm not flying. Driving is going to be bad enough. Uh, adjusting for population, the city with the highest increase in people looking to buy book flights. Miami. I would not have thought that. People trying to flee. I, if anything, I would say people trying to get to Miami to escape the cold and like the north. Yeah, because I think it's you go to grandmother's house. I think Christmas and that, maybe a little bit, whatever, people try to do that. But I think Thanksgiving, you go to, you go to grandma's house, right? You go home to Pennsylvania, you go home to Indiana. You go home to these, you know, to Oregon, these more grandmothery non... I think a lot of people probably move to warmer climates. But the reason Miami shocks me there is if you are traveling, you're probably traveling to a family member's house. And although Miami does have a lot of transients, I would think it would be Las Vegas. More transients in Vegas maybe than, than anywhere else in America. So you got people that have moved to Vegas that are going... And you get cheap flights out of Vegas. Yeah. So I would think there'd be more people in Vegas saying, hey, let's go home for the holidays. Well, and Vegas is a very popular Thanksgiving <laughs> travel destination, too, for, for a lot of people. 
And, yeah. I, and I guess, too, I, I, I bet a large segment of those people, too, are like we were saying last hour, are those millennials who are throwing uh, uh, more caution to oh. them in terms of, of, of Thanksgiving traditions and just going to go do something fun or go somewhere they can actually celebrate and do their own thing. Yeah. Start their own tradition of... And Miami's transient, so that does make sense. And But like I said, I would think Vegas, if you had asked me, I probably would have guessed there. Orlando is a uh, close second. Again, Orlando, kind of a transient. In other words, most people that live in Orlando or Miami are not from Orlando or Miami. That is, uh, uh, because Florida, in fact, just passed New York as the third most populated state, mm -hmm. most populous state. So it's growing, and that's because a lot of people are moving down there. Yeah, um, with snowbirds in Florida, Drawing a rush of holiday travelers from every major city in the U.S., Orlando a second. Yeah. That's uh, pretty interesting stuff. There's a, uh, there's a surprising connection between Salt Lake City and, uh, and, uh, and Orlando itself, too. Apparently, there's that Disney World effect, too, where a lot of people specifically within Utah or from <coughs> Utah will travel to, uh, to Orlando to be experienced some of that time. Now, I, I, I don't I'm know why the think connection the... from Utah particularly, but Why is, is that? Why would that be the... I, wonder, I, mean, I mean, it could just be random... But there's got to be some, some draw there. Does everything with Mormons? I don't know. No, I'm serious about some sort of tradition or something. I don't know. That seems like a really random, odd... I'm going to email Glenn on that. I'm going to ask Glenn. What Great, I get that. I'm sure he'll get right back to you. The other ones I could kind of explain away, as we did, but that one just seems kind of random. Another uh, popular Thanksgiving travel destination is Las Vegas. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I lived in Las Vegas a couple of years in the early to mid-90s. One of the things about Las Vegas is that it's transient. A lot of people live from other areas. But it's a very young city, and it's a, an older city. In fact, midlife living in Vegas, it's kind of lost. If you are 40, and you have a couple of kids, and you're raising them in Vegas, I mean, you can. They have schools, and it's a, it's a nice place. But it doesn't seem real when you're there. It's very plastic. Imagine spending Christmas in Las Vegas. Those Christmas lights, a little bit lost with the lights of the Strip <laughs> in downtown, right? Yeah. But when you're young and you're early in your careers, and you're in Vegas, it's party time, right? Or if you're older and you're retiring, a lot of cheap food, it's warmer there, you know, it's cheap flights so people can come to visit you, it's a good, or visit, it's a, it's a retirement destination as well. So I could see a lot of people visiting Vegas if you're younger or older, either retire, see family or friends, or if you're single, just saying, I want to get away from it all, Vegas is cheap, it's as far away from thinking about Thanksgiving as you can get because... There's gambling and hookers right there. Prost is probably a pretty good 99 cent Thanksgiving buffet somewhere. You know, I. There's got to uh, be. There's got to be. We, uh, we volunteer. Probably somewhere like off the strip or like down on Fremont Street downtown. I'll bet you there is. And I never, I don't remember that from when I was there. Uh, my friends and I, for a couple of years running, went and volunteered at soup kitchens on That's Thanksgiving nice. um, specifically. But I, I don't know. There's, you're right. The buffets have to do something. Now, when you went to volunteer at the soup kitchen, that was primarily for, for a free meal, though, right? They di I didn't eat when I was there. Never. I didn't. I, I, <laughs> what do you like that for? Please. Actually, I made Thanksgiving. That was my first, first time I made Thanksgiving myself for my oh. friends in Vegas on my own. We went and uh, volunteered all day, and then I made uh, Thanksgiving dinner later that day. So. I just I find it hard to believe that you're at the soup kitchen and some doesn't know, fall off of the plate into your it mouth. It didn't, but I can't promise that... There wasn't a little drool that it made it into some stuff because I'm working over the stuff. It's hard to, you know, like this. Interesting holiday facts that you could share tomorrow with friends and family. Um, for the people who live in the West Coast, Honolulu is the biggest Thanksgiving destination. Which, again, makes sense for people, I mean, who, who generally will go somewhere mm -hmm. tropical like a Miami or an Orlando. If you're on the West Coast, why not fly on over to Hawaii?
That does make a lot of sense. I could see that. That wouldn't be a and bad again, place. And again, too, escaping cold. You know, you know what Hawaii is? Nice. It's beautiful. Good weather. Yeah, that's true. I could see that or whatever. Interesting holiday fact. Uh, Florida, Nevada, and Hawaii all have in common good weather, so that makes uh, a lot of sense that people are traveling there and getting away from it. Um, but I imagine the rest of the people are probably driving or traveling back to snowy or non-worn climates as well. You know, like for instance, you, you're going to be traveling back to, I'll go to Ohio and the whole Ohio, thing, and that's, that's going to be unpleasant as well. Yeah. Cold there. Shores of Lake Erie, and I keep looking at the, the weather, and I'm checking How's it out. It gonna be? How's that going to um, be for you? It was some rain along the way, but not snow, and then a couple days after, it looks like there's going to be some snow or whatever. So, interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, but for me, uh, with family, uh, I'm taking my youngest son to see my folks. They haven't seen him. He's 14 months old. Uh, coming up on 15. They haven't seen him since Easter. So, I mean, imagine that long ago he wasn't walking, doing anything like this, so now he's running around the house and doing whatever, so that's, that's pretty interesting. He's huge. Yeah, so my mom already, you know, geared up all the stuff she's doing for him, you know, all the little plans or whatever. So, a lot of times when I was a kid, being the baby, when she would make pies, she would make a little, a little personal pie. You know, the little, the little tin. And as a little kid, that's cool. You never get a big pie and this is yours, you know, that type of thing. So I know she's planning on doing this, so I had to give her proper, proper guidance. I'm surprised you were okay with that, not feeling gypped that you only got a little pie, though, because I know if there's one thing that my friend Doc Thompson likes on Thanksgiving, it's, it's a whole bunch of pumpkin pie. Can I help you out? That wasn't my only pie. Okay. That was mine exclusive. That was your backup pie. No, 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 no. Let me explain it. That was exclusively my pie. Okay. But I also got to partake of the other pies. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it a little bit better. You see what I'm saying? I had to so, call you on that. I was going to say. No, no, God, I know no. you weren't just eating your little baby pie. I was not denied any pie. Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe in for Pat and Stew today, the day before Thanksgiving. For Pat and Stu today, please on Twitter follow us at Doc Thompson Show and at Skip Lacombe and use the hashtag What I Learned Today. And Skip is suggesting that tomorrow, if you'd like to share pics of what you're eating, some interesting things, you use the hashtag uh, What I Ate Today. What I'm eating? Should it be past tense? Well, we'll we do, probably well, ate. We do What I Learned Today. So it's past tense, and you're probably going to take that and consume it immediately. Yeah, What I Ate Today. How Plus, about it's that? less letters. What I'm eating today. What I ate today. Spelled. A -T -E. Okay, what I ate today. Very good. So use that if you want to send out some the, pics the, or whatever. Number eight, what I number eight today. Not that, no. Okay, just See, Now there's sure. going to be somebody who does that, <laughs> messes it up. So put that. We're big on the Twitter, and we'll engage with you even over the holidays when we're off. If you get a chance, please do us one favor, though. Would you please check out um, our show? You can do it live Monday through Friday, East Coast time, 6 to 9 a.m. on the Blaze Radio Network. It's theblaze.com slash radio. Or you can get it on demand anytime you want, theblaze.com slash doc. Or Doc and Skip, if you want to randomly type in extra letters unnecessarily, theblaze.com slash Doc. We're giving you some interesting holiday facts, so tomorrow during your Thanksgiving meal, people are around, it's easy to deal with them. You can just throw these out, and good, just conversation starters. Yeah, absolutely. Or stoppers. Stop. For example, just the history of some food items that you can throw out there. Apple cider. How far back does apple cider go? 
Now here's I would, the thing. I would think relatively far back. I would That's think it goes back far too. I had no idea until I saw this statistic or this piece of information, this factoid, how far back it goes. First of all, there is a difference between apple juice and apple cider. Okay, what, what is that distinction? I don't know. <laughs> But there's a difference. When I get that stupid apple juice that they give kids or whatever, it's horrible. Is it that it's purified? Is it, is it fresh squeezed without being pasteurized and everything else? I don't know. <clears throat> That's what apple cider looks like. Look at that. That's apple cider. It's cloudy. It's good. It's fresh squeezed. It's natural. Looks like apple juice. This processed apple juice junk, that ain't it. But apple cider dates all the way back 55 B.C. Julius Caesar and his friends were drinking apple cider. Supposedly brought to him from Europe. Really? So you just throw that out there. So, so it's European. <clears throat> Your apple cider is European. It's an American. Oh, I don't thing. like that. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that. Take apple cider off your menu if it's on there. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an American thing. It's Thanksgiving. None of this, none of this <clears throat> British apple cider BS. I won't stand for it. There will be no apple cider. Although hard cider is real popular in England. There, so there that, they do have a tradition cider, to it though. there, whatever. So I could see that or whatever. Okay. But, um, yeah, Julius Caesar or whatever. Interesting. I, by the way, cider. I do like hard cider. I like uh, cider when you, you make it warm, you put the cinnamon stick in it or whatever. Throw a little rum or something in there. Throw a lot of rum Throw in there. Throw a lot there, of rum you know. in there. You know what else I like? Rum. Oh, that's good. You don't even need the cider. You don't need the point. cider. I mean, given the, given the choice... I'll just move on. That's probably yeah. Probably How about candy canes? What's the history of candy canes? Skip Lacombe. Uh, I don't know. I would say that uh, mystical elves had brought them down during Santa's times. I don't know. Tell me. Any, anything you know about candy canes? How old are they, generally speaking? Uh, How about far back do they date? 100 years. 100 and, uh, 350. According to the legend, the original candy cane, cane uh, was 350 years ago. It was actually an all-white sugar stick. It was completely straight like those, those ones you get. Well, they weren't candy canes at that point. They're candy sticks. No, so I mean, at that point, then they started twisting them over, and there you go. But it. then they weren't canes at that point. They were just candy sticks. And then they started turning them. They began candy canes. This also is a good lesson of what you're likely to get from people that want to give you the business around the holidays. Well, and then, too, when did they start adding stripes to it? If it was just a plain white stick, how did the tradition of having a red stripe going around it come to fruition? I mean, you're, you're dispensing holiday facts. These are facts I want to know, Doc. I'm just giving you something. Okay. You know what this just did? What's this that? killed another two minutes of the conversation with somebody you don't want to talk to. I'm just, I'm, I, do, I just want to know, man. I, I have a desire for knowledge, man. I thirst for it. You can always look it up. Okay. Do a little more research. Maybe that. Figgy pudding. Now, um, how do you make your figgy pudding? Where do you usually get it? Do, I, do you get it from, uh, from the store-bought figgy pudding? Do you make it at home? Does Grandma make it? I don't believe I've <coughs> ever had figgy pudding. Figgy pudding? You've never had figgy pudding? I don't think so. What's the matter with you? Figgy pudding. What is, what is figgy pudding? I have no idea. I've always said, bring us the figgy pudding in the song. That's all I know. That's it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go and say you should take figgy pudding off your holiday meal. It's not really pudding. Some not by American think, some standards. Some people think it's pudding. It's not pudding. It's a cake filled with figs, topped with brandy. It's uh, hey, pretty popular in Hold England. Hold on a second now. It's topped with brandy? Yeah. Okay, I may be, a picture. You may what it looks be like. winning me back What does that over? look like to you? Looks pretty gross. Looks like fruitcake. That's honestly. what I'm saying. Figgy pudding and fruitcake. Isn't that it? But I think it maybe probably has to have specifically figs or that's where they get it from. But uh, date back, thanks back to the 1600s. They put all this stuff in it or whatever. Um, English dessert. Mm, I don't think you want that. Um, have you ever had spotted dick? I have not. And that's very similar to this, right? Spotted dick? I have no idea. I don't know what that is. 
Have you seen Spotted Dick in the can? Uh, I've seen like the cans of it, but I have no idea what it yeah, is. Yeah, you go into the store and you could find it. It's you got to. Not all stores are going to have Spotted Dick here in America, but if you go into a store and it's a bigger store like a Meyer in uh, Michigan, Ohio area, something like that. I don't know if Walmart has Spotted Dick or not, but a bigger one that also has some specialty food items from around the world, like you go to the little Hispanic food section or Asian. If you go to Europe or England, you will see some of the special candies they have and whatever, and then you'll see a can of Spotted Dick. And I think it is cake also with like little pieces of fruit and stuff in it. Have you ever had the <clears throat> Spotted Dick? I can honestly say I have never had Spotted Dick. Regardless of what you've heard, regardless of what anybody will tell you, even while in college, never had Spotted Dick. Now, if you were to, <laughs> say, come across some Spotted Dick right. this year at your Thanksgiving celebration, would you at least try some of the Spotted Dick? Let me ask you, is anybody around? Does that matter? Maybe. Maybe. Then, yes. people. Of course, Thanksgiving, people will be around. People are going to know that you had Spotted Dick. If people were not around, I definitively would have some. But if they were around, I may. Let me ask you, have I had alcohol first? Yes. Then, yes, I'm probably trying the Spotted Dick. I'm probably going to try it. Because I, I would like to come back and tell you about it and say, hey, I found out it is, in fact, cake from England with little pieces of, like, candied fruit or whatever. Because that's what I think it is. That's what it looks like on the package when I see Spotted Dick in a can. Something like that. Um, if you are, just like I said, go in those stores, or the first thing you get is uh, get yourself a can. Okay. And then get yourself a can that says Spotted Dick. That's, that's how you want to work, work this thing. See right there? Oh, okay. <clears throat> Spotted Dick Pudding. Spotted Dick Pudding, okay. It's Taste right. of Home. Now, I've never seen it as Spotted Dick Pudding. I don't know if it's called that or not, but I've seen it as Spotted Dick. So yeah. I don't know if they're... Again, I'm not a Spotted Dick expert. I a, just know of it like that. that so that doesn't look <clears throat> horrible, i got to be honest. Looks a lot like figgy pudding to me. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, given the opportunity, if I said here's three things, and they look relatively the same, okay. relatively, and I say here's figgy pudding, here's some uh, fruitcake, here's some Spotted Dick, which one? You have to pick one. What are you going to have? Put them in order of likelihood of how you're going to eat them. I'm actually going to probably get, well, fruitcake is horrible, so it's I'm going to put that gone. at the very bottom. Right. Um, figgy pudding, I'm going to probably put next up in the middle. Uh -huh. So I, I may, number one choice may actually have to be spotted dick. There it is, folks. There it is right here. Try it. That might be a good thing to take to that party. Grandma? Grandma? I brought the spotted dick. What about gingerbread? What do you know about gingerbread? I, don't, I admittedly don't know a whole lot about <laughs> gingerbread. I got How far back does the first gingerbread recipe date? Probably <clears throat> 200 years. Come on now. Ginger's been around a lot longer than that. I know ginger has. I don't know if gingerbread has. You don't think at some point early on in the history of ginger, earlier than just 200 years ago? No, I, I'm sure at some own? point it did, but... Um, a few years B.C. How many? Mm. <clears throat> Let's go uh, 160. A little further. Take another stab. Uh, 412. 2,400. 2,400. Really? That's how old gingerbread is. Oh, that's, that's shocking. Here's it's horrible, too. It all tastes like it's from 2,000 years B.C. Hey, that gingerbread's awesome. Oh, I don't like gingerbread. Not the stuff you make the houses out of like this, but actually gingerbread men that you can eat it's, and whatever. See, it's always just it's too, it's too dry. That's good stuff for whatever. See, but you like dry, uh, uh, crispy cookies, though. I don't like crispy cookies. Yeah, that's good stuff crispy for whatever. cookies are horrible. Uh, the ironic thing is fruitcake tastes like it's been around that long. That's true. In fact, that I think true. most cakes a have fruitcake. Yeah. What about eggnog? What do you know about that? Uh, not a big fan of the eggnog. Um, it's just it too creamy, you know? It, uh, well, are you getting the eggnog drink? Yeah, and again, I mean, usually <clears> when I'm getting eggnog, it's usually from the See, that's the thing. Eggnog drink. And by creamy, do you mean thick? Creamy? Yeah. yeah okay. 
The eggnog drink you get in the store is real thick stuff or whatever. You make actual eggnog, it's kind of thin because you make it with milk. It's basically um, French toast batter Custard with liquor in it. Of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's pretty close to that, right? And I love that stuff. Although, oh, too, oh, man. You can, you can really increase the, uh, the, the, the desirability <coughs> factor of it when you, again, add a little rum to it. Yeah, although I like it without it. But here's the thing. Who said, it oddly goes together if you like it, but who said, you know, to make this milk drink go better? What's that? Booze. That's an odd combination to put together, to come up with. No, you know, I think it's even odder. Mm. You know what to make this milk better? Mm. Egg yolks. You don't think the liquor's worse than that? I just think the average person says, what am I going to put with my milk? I'd probably come up with an alcohol before uh, raw egg yolks blended in. I would say that's odd, except what if you have been making French toast and you got a little taste of it and was like, that's pretty good. Oh, so go ahead and drink that. Maybe we care about that. Anyways, interesting holiday facts to help you make it through your celebration tomorrow so you can, you know, throw these things out in discussion. Coming up, if you just have that person or family situation you know you're not going to be able to get through, I have the greatest holiday tip for you. I'm going to share it with you coming up next. Pat and Stu, Doc and Skip in for him today. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. It's the day before Thanksgiving, and I'm sure you got a lot of other things on your mind besides all the horrible, horrible things that are going on in the world. And you can certainly get that information. This was, we thought we'd do a little bit of fun stuff today and talk about the holidays and talk about some of the challenges you face in you know, getting together with your family, some traditions and whatever. And if you need some ideas to help you get through those holiday moments that can be trying at times, just some interesting holiday facts to share with you so you can bring these up and uh, have some fun holiday conversations with people. What about, uh, what about the history of pumpkin pie? What do you know about that? I know literally nothing about pumpkin pie other than it's delicious. How far back do you think it dates? Uh, based off of some of the other responses, i got to think at least a couple thousand years. Yeah, 9,000 years in Mexico. It was originally cultivated by Nat Native Americans uh, for centuries. That's at least uh, the, the pumpkin and pumpkin fillings, and that evolved over the years where they say first we're going to have pumpkins, much like you'd have squash now, roast them, whatever, and then they started saying, hey, we'll, um, we'll use the filling and add some sugar to it, grind it up, you know, smooth it out, that type of thing. And then at some point they started adding egg yolks to it to make more of a pumpkin custard. Now, now my question on that is 9,000 years ago, did they top it with Cool Whip? I'm sorry, with what? Did they top it with Cool Whip on top of the pumpkin pie? They may have, but why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? What do you mean it's Cool Whip? You put Cool Whip on top of the pumpkin Say pie. Say Cool. Cool. Say Whip. Whip. Say Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Okay. Um, uh, green bean casserole. Okay. What do you know about it? How um, far back to date? Uh, that's got to be relatively modern. Oh. Um, I don't know. I'd probably say 80 years. 1955. That's at least when it really became standardized. Campbell's the Campbell's, one who did it. I'm sure, yeah. And genius of theirs, because why? How you got to make it? You got to yeah, use Campbell's, Campbell's soup, soup or whatever, soup. right? Yeah, of course. Think how much um, uh, cream of mushroom soup they probably sell for Incredible. that. Incredible. 
Dude, I, I, I would love to, to talk to the guy that came up with that concept in a, in a marketing meeting in Campbell's. Had no idea that this little pitch he had, all right, tell you what, we'll, we'll do a new dish, that this thing yep. would become so, so synonymous with, with Thanksgiving. Yeah, and you're they're right. super particular. You know, that guy, that guy is probably broke, living in a nursing home or on the street somewhere, having been in, you know, some worker bee at Campbell's, and they've made millions off of this. <laughs> guy probably has nothing on it. Yeah. I mean, you're right, that he came up with this, and now... It's, I mean, it's almost a, a, a holiday or Thanksgiving tradition now. There, uh, I wouldn't say even almost. I think that... You think that's... Is, a, at least in me, too, and again, this is going to be kind of regional. But, yeah, that's one of the things, as much as turkey, I would say the green bean casserole is synonymous with Thanksgiving. It is. Is it the most modern um, Thanksgiving tradition as far as food items or even Thanksgiving holiday tradition, Christmas? Um... On a wide scale, I'd say yes, but there's even new things. To, I mean, like for instance, like the turducken has become a tradition for some people, and that's. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, for most thing. people, not not because that's still fringy. So on the grand scale, for the the big, for most people. Then yeah, I would say so. That probably is the most modern. I can think of any advent. other dessert yeah. like cookies. For Thanksgiving, it's still pie. That still rules. Um, wow, that's. You're right, that clown came up with it. But how interesting is that, that it just in, in what, 60 years, you said 80 years? Yeah. Um, that has become such a huge part of it, too. I mean, when you take a look back to Thanksgiving, too, and things that were part of it, but no, now this new thing that was just back 50, 60 years ago is pretty synonymous with the holiday. Do you realize they may sell something like 50 million cans of soup just for Thanksgiving? Probably. I mean, even let's, let's just say crazy. Let's say yeah, my numbers are way off. Let's say it's 20 million additional cans of soup that maybe you wouldn't have without it. 20 million? And then what's their markup on a can of soup? What's a can of soup? Uh, under a buck, right? 80 cents, 60 cents, that, whatever. Yeah. So let's say their markups. Uh, they're making millions off of that one thing every year. Off that one dish that you know one person came up in a pitch meeting and was like, all right, I'm going to do this. It's green bean casserole. Then to top it all off, French fried onions. <laughs> and you know what's funny about it? I bet when he first saw I bet you this guy had been pitching this for 10 years to these people, and they're going, shut up, Pete. It's never going to work. We poo-pooed it last year. And for some reason it worked, and then, of course, they stole his idea. Well, and it, you say it, how, much, how much money to make off of that, mm -hmm. too. Think about just the, uh, the French, the French's onion type people, too. I mean, i got to think they sell a majority of their product during this time, too, for that dish. That's, that's not the uh, that's not the same company, is it? I believe it's I, if it's. I want to say it's French's is the company that makes the onions. mustard people. I don't know. Because if not, I mean, you want to talk about a windfall? They didn't even do anything. No, they just rode Campbell's uh, coattails. They're like, well, I don't know what's happening. Everyone's put. Oh, they're putting on Campbell's. When I mean, I hope they send them a nice fruit basket every no, year. No, I bet what they did is they probably did some sort of like a, like an advertising co-op on it, where too, where they uh, they pitched a, a couple of dollars or something to go ahead and mm. be part of it. Like hell, we'll I bet you they do that now, campaign. but I bet you they didn't do it back then. I'll bet you they just said put the things or whatever. I bet you that was the evolution of it. Yep, just riding their coattails. And now, if you're Mr. Campbell's and goes, hey, hey, you, you want to get in on this co-op? No, no, we don't want to. Go ahead. <laughs> That's Have fine. at it. We're fine. Because people know at that point that's what you're talking about. <laughs> right, exactly. And it doesn't matter if it's a name brand or not, where they're not using your name brand. What are you going to do? You're going in and getting it. You're going to benefit from it. What's the uh, history of uh, cranberry sauce? Mm. I don't know. See, I've always thought, to be honest, I've always thought cranberry sauce has been kind of an odd addition to, mm. to the Thanksgiving table. Well, the history of it, they likely were having some of these things, you know, back in the early Thanksgiving meals or whatever, because it's an East Coast harvest. It's a later harvest, things like this. But the, uh, it was first canned in 1912, and they did this to extend the selling season. You know, back then, people, you know, things perished, so how can we extend it? And they started canning it. And then at some points, we got the sauce that, you know, shaped like the actual can as opposed to, you know, 
chunky ones or anything like that. You know what drives me crazy about the cans of cranberry <coughs> sauce? What's that? Is that for the longest time, I think this is still the case too, the labels are always printed on them backwards. Where like if you have the can up normal size where you can read the label, right. the bottom of the can is up on top. Interesting. Seriously, check your cans this year. Tweet That's me wild. pictures if you guys have odd cans of cranberry sauce. Okay, it's not too late if the, you just know you're not going to be able to get through a meal tomorrow with certain people because you despise them. I mean, yes, this happens at times. And here's a little tip. You got to start it now, though, immediately. You can't wait till tomorrow. It's, it's getting too late to pull this off. But you get home. Let's say you have to go to the in-laws at some point, and you don't really care for them. Here's what you do. I'm sorry. I just got to help out people, Skip. Tonight, service here. as soon as your spouse comes home, you go like this. You go, hey, how was your day? Good. Oof. Of course, they're going to go, what's, what's the matter? What's wrong? You okay? Yeah, I'm just not, oh, it's not feeling great. A little under the weather? Now, you probably don't want to do stomach because you're going to want to eat. Just do, oh, headache. Just not feel like I'm coming down with the flu or something like that. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, though. I'll be okay. Throughout the evening, a little bit rough, a little bit rough, getting worse. By tomorrow, you're not feeling good. They may say stay home, or if you go there, you crash out on the couch. It gives you an excuse to sleep for hours, and they go, oh, he's not feeling good. You get up, eat meal, and then a miraculous recovery later that night or the next day. I'm not saying it's nice. I'm just trying to help out any way I can. It's a tip that's worked for somebody I know. Somebody, somebody you know, it's worked for you. See, with the don't, names don't, don't out there, just forget to, about no, it. Come on, please. Try to do something nice and you're poo-pooing it Let's right be here. be honest here. Don't forget, follow at Doc Thompson Show and at Skip Lacombe on the Twitter. Really appreciate it. And if you would check out our morning radio broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network, get it anytime on demand, theblaze.com slash doc. Have yourself a happy Thanksgiving. And don't forget, keep telling us what you're doing on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys.